We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 814, Wednesday, December 21st. Today is the day of the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year, but not the earliest uh, sunset because that, due to a weather anomaly, happened last week. In case you keep in score, Ronald Surpass joins us now, Professor of Practice, Department of Criminal Justice at Loyola, former NOPD superintendent, former head of the Washington State Police and the Nashville City Police throughout a long career, now entrenched in the halls of academia. Good morning, Chief. How you doing? <laughs> Good morning. Are you not? How are you? Are you not? Uh, I am. I am. That's it's funny the way you said it. It kind of caught me off guard, but I want to wish you, your listeners, and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And the same to you, sir. So let's talk about the interim superintendent appointed yesterday. You are um, aware of this uh, interim superintendent because she was an officer when you were superintendent and your paths crossed occasionally, correct? Yes, and my path, more importantly, not more importantly, but more dramatically crossed with her uncle, Warren Woodfork, mm-hmm. who passed away this year. Uh, Superintendent Woodfork uh, promoted me to sergeant, lieutenant, captain, and major. Some would say he was crazy. Some would say I was lucky, but I think together we did some good things. Yeah, truth probably um, somewhere Michelle between. did a good job for yeah. yeah, Michelle did a good job for us when I was there. She was a sergeant. She didn't get appointed beyond that until after I left, but she did all the things that I thought I needed done um, from what I can recall and what I remember. And, and you know, now the top clock is ticking. I mean, interim appointment in this case seems to be a far better solution than what had been talked about before. The other thing to remember about an interim is that that means the department is kind of stuck on go. So time is of the essence to move thoughtfully through the selection process. And hopefully, not unlike most searches of cities this size, takes six to nine months. That's just such a long time. So hopefully, you know, the department will rally behind uh, interim superintendent Woodfork, give her a chance to put her stamp on the department while we're moving forward looking for a new permanent superintendent who may or may not be someone in the department or even her. Tell me what you know about the interim superintendent, Michelle Woodfork. Everything I've ever had to do with her was a positive experience. She ran the trace unit for us back in 12. I asked her to do that, which was an important job to help what us was take that, the call load off. What was that? That was making sure that when people when people needed a police report but didn't need a police officer on the scene, we provided a way to do so on the telephone. Very old strategy. It's been around a long time. But it takes some pretty thoughtful work to make sure that people felt like they got a service that was going to be satisfactory for them. I think she did a good job with that. She helped turn it around a little bit because I thought it was way, you know, I thought it was kind of wayward before she got there. And by the time I left, I was satisfied with what she was doing. The mayor is uh, hell bent on saying it's not a national search; it's a search. I don't know why she 
has to draw that distinction. I don't know what political ground she thinks she's carving out for herself or what. I, I don't know what she's trying to say. Um, are you concerned about that? She said she's going to hire a consultant. First of all, let's talk about that. Is it is it a good expenditure of money to hire a consultant to hire a new police chief? Only if you're serious about looking uh, with an open mind. I mean, if you've already made your mind up, save everybody the money, save everybody the time, and just make the decision. Mm-hmm. Um, these consultants are professionals. They work very hard at this. The Police Chiefs Association and the Police Executive Research Forum are two of the most uh, used search firms. They just, they just, uh, Police Executive Research just helped place a new chief in St. Louis, Missouri, another very big city for our purposes. So if you're not going to use them for the purposes that they're there for, don't waste their time. The people that were brought in to help with the um, redeployment strategy, et cetera, they couldn't be the consultants to hire the new chief? I'm just, it just seems like we keep spending money. Well, it would seem to me if you were asking two police officials whose experience, all of their experience is working inside one police department to do a search would not seem to make an awful lot of sense because okay. search firms are responsible for putting together the list they're responsible for helping you recruit. Search firms routinely call around the country. Um, I still get calls from them today asking about somebody in this job or that job. So a search firm is going to do that heavy lifting for you. Um, you know, I was looking at it again. You know, Tommy, last week I told you that stops were down very low. When you look at it closer, year to date, there's been 1,407 suspicious person stops in a city of 380,000 people mm-hmm. in a city of Washington crime. Does that sound like a lot of stops to mm-hmm. you? It's not. Then you, Tommy, you could drive down the world tomorrow and see more than fourteen hundred people who made who gave you reasonable suspicion to think they may have been involved in something. I would think but so. The point is, is you hire a professional search firm. You hire a professional search firm. Again, if the mayor's not going to listen to what they have to say, it's a big waste of everybody's time. Um, we're going to take they a call break. it window dressing, Tommy. Yeah. In the business, they call it window dressing. If the mayor's already made up their mind and they're going to do window dressing by bringing in a whole bunch of faces to make theirs look good at the end of the day, that's even more disruptive to the police department. Do you the under- police department knows. Do you understand why the um, why, why the distinction with it? it's not going to be a national search? It's not. It's just a search. What, the the reason behind that, I don't, I don't understand what she's trying to accomplish there. Well, that sounds very um, irrational compared to the rationality of a search. It's very easy to explain a national search. It's very rational. To say you're going to search the country without doing a national search or whatever terms they're using don't seem to make any sense, and I don't think anybody believes it. I only take a break. We come back. We'll talk about some of the things that um, – qualifications that they will be looking for, and again – if you're not going to pay attention to what the consultant says, why waste the money? If you're not going to let the new person come in and do things the way they see fit, why waste the money? Um, they do have the thing hanging out there with her and the police officer and the overtime and the time they spent together in the Cabildo and her involvement with the NOPD there and, and the payroll part of that. I don't care what she does in her personal life, but when it costs money and there's payroll Fraud, allegedly, maybe that could have happened, and that's important. And given that circumstance, who would want to take the job if Mayor Cantrell is going to have her fingers all up in it or engage in dalliances with police officers on the clock? 8.20 and a half, time for traffic now, WWL. 8.26, Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to former NOPD Superintendent Ronald Surpass 
about the uh, naming of the interim police uh, superintendent yesterday by the mayor, Michelle Woodfork, and uh, what happens from here? The mayor says they're going to get a consultant to go on a search. No, it's not a national search. It's a search, which seems kind of petty and childish, but she can do whatever she wants. But more importantly, uh, Chief, and, and I give mugs out to people who improve the vocabulary of the audience, and somebody said I should get a mug for my use of the word dalliance. But seriously, if the, <laughs> if the mayor, you know, again, I don't care what kind of dalliances she engages in, but if it's with a police officer and it involves some questionable payroll hours, well, then it seems like she's kind of compromised. And then uh, I don't know how how you keep her out of it um, without playing favorites, which apparently she is, if this is true, and it certainly seems like it is. And I think you understand the bigger question here is how do you get somebody in if they think the mayor is going to be – you know, fooling around with this cop or that one or payroll hours here or there. It just seems to me like a situation I would not want to get involved with. Well, we want to remember to thank, you know, Sean for his contribution of his adult career to the police department. And I wish him the best and thank him for doing a tough job under tough circumstances. But to recruit a police chief, Tommy, here's some background. So far this year, 87 officers have been ambushed with 124 shot and 31 killed. 60 police officers this year have been killed by gunfire. It's a difficult work. It's a dangerous work. It's a noble work. And people who are search candidates, myself having been one several times, they're reading the newspaper. And they're reading. They're going to know. Any search candidate and search firm that's worth their salt is going to know about all the issues involving the, the mayor more recently. They're going to know about all the disconnect between the mayor and the council. They're going to know about the disconnect in the rates of hiring and retention, and they're going to see this dramatic increase in crime with a dramatic decrease in officer proactivity. That's going to be a tough lift on any day of the week. And if the candidates are just going to be reading about these word games about what the mayor is looking for, very good candidates are not going to likely engage themselves in this kind of um, circumstance. And that's unfortunate, once again, for the city, for the people, for the tourists, for the families, for the children. And I'm not trying you know, to be when do they get counted? And I'm not trying to be salacious, but obviously they know that the mayor Salacious. Yeah, well, but the mayor was meeting with an officer and that there were some, you know, very questionable payroll um uh, submitted and approved and at some point I would think uh, a prospective candidate would have to say, "Now look, you know, if you want me to run this thing, I'm going to run it, but we can't have you uh, looking the other way, on, or you can't ask me to look the other way on timesheets for this officer because you're spending time with him, this, that, the other thing, right? Well, Tommy, I think one of the things that happened that I, that I would suggest, I don't know the answer, but I see the signs. We put in place a policy that if you lie or create a false or inaccurate report, oral or written, you would be terminated immediately. And I've seen evidence what makes me think that the department might not be doing that any longer, mm-hmm. which is a massive mistake. And how do you, as a new search chief, say to the mayor, this is a payroll fraud case. If it's been made, the person has to be terminated. You know, these are the kind of things that are going to be on the minds of of candidates who want to apply. Do you think um, eventually, do do you think, let me put it this way, chief, you've been around a while, you know, the politics involved here. Do you think a legitimate search is conducted and the best candidate hired, or do you think, the mayor's already made up her mind. I, I know I'm asking to read tea leaves here, but you you do have a sense of intuition. Well, I don't think it's a tea leaf, Tommy. I think it's a big flashing billboard with LED lighting. <laughs> the the, the wordplay around this question of a national search versus not a national search 
the complete silence during two weeks of Jeanette Williams being all part of the media and then suddenly another decision, another good employee, let's give him a shot. I don't think there's any question the mayor is not taking any of this seriously just by her own words. So, yeah, it's a flashing billboard. And if the business community uh, doesn't see this, I bet you they do. If the religious community doesn't see this, I think they do. Uh, people can see what's going on here. This is a window dressing search from her own words is the fear. It's just a window dressing search would be the fear. And that does not bode well for the city at all in the future. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you, Ronald Surpass, Professor of Practice, Department of Criminal Justice at Loyola, former NOPD chief. When we come back, we'll talk LSU football with Jeff Palermo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.